tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, and today is Tuesday, April 25th. It's actually Yom Hatzma'ot. That's an Israeli Independence Day. So happy Israeli Independence Day to those of you that are watching. Welcome on YouTube. Welcome on TikTok podcasters or in the podcast app if you're listening. Welcome. Welcome to this beautiful day. If you're watching on YouTube, I want you guys to see this because I am so excited about this. We live in this beautiful um, kind of – we're surrounded by rose bushes in our in our neighborhood. Sorry, not neighborhood. In my um, house, in our backyard, in our front yard. And I didn't uh, plant them. They were just there when we bought the house a couple of years ago. And every spring, they just – they, they um, bloom the most beautiful flowers. So right before today's show, I just – Snap some from my from my bush. Right, I got some from my bush, right over there. And now I have a beautiful, you know, I have just some flowers. Flowers are always a way to you know brighten up your day. I don't think I'm the first person that's ever said that. Welcome, yay! I get a, little, a few comments saying I usually watch you on YouTube. I'm excited to catch you live. I'm excited you're here too. Thank you so much. Um, so for those of you that are here on YouTube, thank you for subscribing, for sharing, for liking. I'm going to do what all these other YouTubers say, smash that like button, um, turn on that notification bell so you know when I'm going to post my episode Monday through Friday. And if you are not watching on YouTube and you're listening to the podcast, I would love the review and the rating. It's so nice to get them. I'm, I'm really appreciating all the love. Um, I also have a Facebook group. I don't talk about this that often, but Daily Dose of Donna is very close to 100 members in the Facebook group. I was someone that I'm not a Facebooker. I go to Facebook for groups because I like to get the tea in Facebook groups. But yeah, I'm just not a big Facebook fan in terms of like personal feed, but I love a Facebook group. So I'm going to start, you know, growing my Daily Dose of Donna. Maybe we can hit 100 today. Um, speaking of Facebook, I am part of Reality Life with Kate Casey. And if you are listening to this or watching this, you probably know who Kate Casey is because Kate Casey is a um, is a amazing podcaster and she has been doing, I think, 500 episodes. She's been doing this forever. I've been on her show before. She talks about unscripted shows, documentaries, all kinds of things. She's going to be a guest on the show on Thursday. We're going to break down the next episode of Vanderpump Rules. I am super excited about that. I have a few upcoming guests. So just let me know who you guys want to guest on the show so I can bring some good names and faces over here. 
Oh my God, you guys. First of all, I do want to just shout out my sponsor for today's episode, F22 Studios. If you are looking for any sort of camera gear, rental gear, I'm sorry, camera rental gear or lighting or audio gear, if you're in production in any way, if you want a drone to shoot a music video, if you want to start your own YouTube channel or whatever and you need some gear or if you're doing it like you want to rent out a soundstage or whatever, hit up F22 Studios. They are here in Burbank, California, but they ship. They they show up all kinds of places, and they are um, – they are a great, great team. Just full transparency, that's my husband's company. It's my husband's company. And he started it in our garage in 2015. And now it's grown to a massive soundstage. Fun fact, they have a soundstage there that they called, I think they call it like Doc. What's his name? Doc Brown Studio. Because in the original Back to the Future, if you watch Back to the Future 1, Marty McFly is on his like um, skateboard and he grabs on to, uh, oh my gosh, Tamara and Shannon on your iPad. I want to know what you're watching. What are you watching? Uh, Sarah from Jeff Lewis Obsessed said, I am on with you and Tamara Shannon on my iPad. Are they live right now? Uh, we're talking about Real Houses of OC in just a moment. So he's grabbing on to the, uh, to the back of a car on his skateboard. Do you remember that at the very beginning? And he pulls out onto a street called Victory here in Burbank, and you see their building. Now, they weren't there when that movie was shot in the 80s, but of course, now they're there. So anyway, F22studiosla.com. I'll put all the links below. And if you want to check out all their stuff, use the code Donna10, that's D-A-N-A-10, for 10% off. And now we will get to the fun part of the show. And that is the gossip. Oh my God, you guys. So yesterday was a little bit of a heavier episode. We talked a little bit about the Dave Hollis. We are not going there today. Today we're going to stay up and up and up and up and up. Although we have some fun, interesting, wackadoo stories. Today we're going to first start with the Real Housewives of OC trailer, which dropped 22 minutes ago. As I'm recording this, I literally didn't record until I watched it because of course I need to watch it and tell you guys what I think. And I say this as someone that is has watched Real Houses of OC since season one huge fan of that show, although they lost me a little bit in the last couple seasons, not as excited by the show, finding it, I found it a little bit more um, boring. (laughs) I don't know what you guys think, but Real Houses of OC has been somewhat boring for me in the last few years. Um, But Tamara's back this season and we know that. And I actually don't even think I finished watching Real Houses of OC last season the Heather DeBrow season. Like, I, I I truly don't believe I finished it. I think I have like four episodes that are still on my DVR. That's never a good sign. When you're not even watching the reunion, it's a bad sign. But Tamara Judge is back. So is uh, Taylor from Real Houses of Beverly Hills. She's the first crossover housewife. And Tamara and Taylor, Ta- Tamara basically introduces Taylor on as a friend Um, And they met on Ultimate Girls Trip over in uh, the Berkshires, for those of you that that remember that, at Dorinda's house. And yeah, I think Tamara can bring the drama. They also have a new girl, Jennifer Pedranti, I believe her name is. I don't know much about her. So I am going to go out on a limb and say that I was pretty disappointed by the trailer. Now, I will rewatch it again in case I miss something, but this is why I'm disappointed. You know those times when you're like, 
you have such high expectations for something because it's been talked up for months and months and months. And this trailer, we already talked about this, but this trailer is months behind. The air date of Real Houses of OC this season is months behind because normally it's back in um, like last last season they shot, Shannon had said, last season they shot the reunion in March or April or something. So everything is very behind than it is. So clearly they were trying to figure out how to do this trailer or how to piece together the show, or maybe they had to do some reshoots because they weren't getting it. Guys, the trailer is tough for me. If you haven't watched it, obviously <clears throat> finish listening to this or watch this and then go and watch it. I do believe Tamara will be- bring the drama. I do believe there's major drama between Tamara and Heather Dubrow. We do have a Vicky appearance it literally just looked like a typical episode of a housewives. There was no crazy, like, Oh my God moment. I mean, the scandal, I mean, Vanderpump mid season trailer was jaw dropping was a work of art. This just felt like we're trying to make something out of something. So I am hoping because you know, I love Tamara and you know, I love the real housewives in general. I am so hoping that I'm wrong. I'm so hoping they come back with something really good for us. But from what I saw, it just looked like a couple scenes of fun, you know, like party and let's get dressed up and wigs and, and get drunk and slip and slide. Like, you know, your typical kind of fun housewives craziness. And then all of a sudden you see, you know, don't call me fake. How dare you say that? And then like, I think Tamara throws a napkin in one of the girl's faces. And everyone's like, oh my God. And then Vicky shows up. It, it really is. I'm so scared for this, this franchise because after last season, everyone's like, Real Hustles of OC has to be done. Like it, you can't do it anymore with this cast. And if Tamara can't bring the show back, I do think she'll bring a lot more viewers, which is going to be huge for that, not, you know, the network and for Bravo. But I did not see anything that like jumped out of me. So let me know if you've heard differently. Um, lots of comments on TikTok about being over Vicky. Vicky is one of the most polarizing housewives there is. Uh, she always has been. I mean, there's a bunch of them, right, that are on that list. But even Tamara, even... Honestly, what housewife isn't polarizing, but people really, really feel strongly about Vicky. I have a love-hate relationship with Vicky, just like Ramona. Ramona Singer is another one. Ramona and Vicky are very similar to me. I'm going to get to the Vanderpump comment in just a second, Jan. But like Lisa, I'm sorry, Ramona and Vicky are both the same in my eyes. They're both incredibly like problematic and off the cuff. They're offensive. They're all those things, but they're also amazing TV. And I was listening to Bitch Sesh the other day, my favorite Real Housewives Breakdown podcast, and Danielle Schneider was talking about Teresa. And she was talking about this Teresa-Melissa drama and everything that's going down in Jersey, which we can talk about a bit today. But she was saying, I'm so over Melissa. I don't even care if she's right in this story. I'm so bored with her. Melissa doesn't bring anything, but Teresa is just so watchable. And that's how I feel about Ramona and Vicky. It doesn't mean that you necessarily agree with them and it doesn't mean that you necessarily like them or want to hang out with them on the weekends. 
It's just that this is a TV show. And at the end of the day, you need good TV, which is like on Summer House, which we can talk about. And we will talk about. There's certain people that I'm like, boring, get off my TV. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people or they're good people. It's just like, it's just like here on the podcast space. You know, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, for those of you that don't know who he is, he's a very big entrepreneur. He just posted a reel the other day about everyone should have a podcast. And he said, not everyone will be good at their podcast or their YouTube show, but everyone should try. And so with Real Housewives, it's like, let's try. Just like I said, you know, some people feel this way about like examples of people that just weren't good housewives. We all talked about this. Teddy maybe wasn't the best housewife there could be. Um, uh, any of those one hit wonders, you know, those one season come in and out like the, um, oh my God, Diana on this last season of Beverly Hills, not a housewife, right? Like just not it. And so you want someone that's watchable. Like a lot of people hated Lisa Rinna. I actually really couldn't stand Lisa Rinna towards the end. And I felt like we had our fill, but she made a good housewife for the years that she was on until she became way over the top. Like I couldn't. Right? Don't you guys agree? So we're, I'm getting a lot of agree. Oh, love Teddy. Okay, so Jan said earlier, I'm thinking the Vanderpump Rules debacle was blown away, way out of proportion, and I fell for it at first. Well, I, I talked about the Vanderpump Rules drama before, and who knew, and did the producers know, whatever, and I will still say this. No matter what, they have made for the most interesting and like jaw-dropping drama unfold I've said this before, even if it was intentional, even if everyone knew about the affair, Vanderpump Rules producers deserve a freaking Emmy. They should join Love is Blind and help that show out. Which reminds me, I just saw an article about Love is Blind and I just found out that uh, Netflix is now actually considering replacing Lachey's, the Lachey's, Nick and Vanessa Lachey, with Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton, the win- the winners. Um, the, the, the couple that, that met in season one and are still very, very happy and they're, you know, they're, they have their online influence and I think she has a podcast or whatever. So- she, um, the two of them are being courted by Netflix, according to Daily Daily Mail. I don't know what that means. I'm sure they would say yes in a heartbeat. Uh, the there was a petition to get rid of the Lachey's back after this disaster of a reunion that happened last week, and um, and it's gotten over forty thousand signatures, which to be honest, is not like that much, but it's enough that Netflix should say like, wow, we have a lot of people that are feeling really passionate about this. Also, from what I've seen, Vanessa Lachey is still MIA on Instagram. Have not seen anything of her. She's not posting on her story. She's not posting on her feed. Where do you think Vanessa Lachey is right now, you guys? Where could she be? So a lot of comments saying Cameron and Lauren would be great. Um, Lisa Vanderpump, fake, fake. Maybe so. I like Lisa. I do. Personally, I like Lisa. I like her mothering qualities. I like the way that she kind of like pulls that that team together. I mean, that's kind of her 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 point on um Vanderpump right now is that she basically is uh, you know, she's like the the mother. She has to kind of mother them. She mothers Sheena. She mothered Stassi. Now she's mothering Armiana and Katie with something about her. Obviously, the mother of the two most immature Toms and and all of theirs. I mean, I've already said this, but Lisa, basically, if Vanderpump stops working, she should have a reality show where she just helps people open their restaurants. I mean, she's obviously a, a very talented at that. 
um, or opening businesses. So, okay, you guys, but this is the thing about, this is the thing about Real Housewives or reality TV in general. Who do we talk about? The ones who are polarizing. And if they're not polarizing, and when I say polarizing, I don't mean um, because <clears throat> my husband actually heard me say that word the other day. And I said, you have to be polarizing to be successful. And he's like, I do not agree because he heard the word polarizing. And he thought what I meant by that was, um, convert, uh, what's the word? Um, controversial. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Controversial. And I didn't mean controversial. I actually just mean polarizing. The difference between controversial and polarizing is controversial is saying something in order because you know it's going to be highly debated. This is like people like, you know, the Kanye's of the world or those like really, really, you know, left and right wing extremists or anyone that like wants to piss people off. Those are the controversial ones. That's not what I'm talking about. Polarizing is like any of these big real housewives that we keep talking about. The Teresas, the Tamras, even the Kyle Richards, the um, Lisa Rinna's, the Erica. Mm, uh, okay, next. Um, the the Mary Saul and Alexia, Alexa from, from Real Housewives of Miami. Like it's not that they're bad people, but they're polarizing. And if they're polarizing we're going to watch and we're going to talk. And if you're not polarizing, my friend, you are not going to get asked on another season of the show. I just don't believe that you can have good TV with non-polarizing characters. Okay. Speaking of a TV, you guys, I did watch Summer House last night. I'm not doing a recap at all because it doesn't deserve it. I am so struggling through this show. Now, I wake up, I've told you guys this, in the 4 o'clock hour, like 4.45-ish. And by the way, I don't even have to set my alarm. And I don't set my alarm because I'm like, if I need the sleep, I'd rather sleep because I'm so, you know, tired all the time. But my body just naturally wakes up at 4.45 and so then I get up and go work out. I could probably fall back asleep if I had to. But so by 9 p.m. when I'm laying in bed and watching these shows and, you know, I have to watch Summer House and Vanderpump Rules, any of these shows, I have to watch them live when they air here at Pacific Time because I have YouTube TV. I don't have direct TV. I can't watch it early. I am tired, but I have never once like fallen asleep during a Vanderpump, right? Summer House, I am like this. I'm watching like this. Wake up. Wake up. We still have 20 more minutes left. I didn't even finish last night's episode. I stopped it at 50 minutes. I could not get through it. I'm struggling with this show so hard, and we've talked about this so many times, that it has to change. And the editors need to do a better job, or the cast needs to do a better job. There's like a couple things that I noticed in last night's episode that pissed me off. Number one, I loved that we finally saw Lindsay and Carl fight. Okay, because everyone was seeing this like perfect version of Lindsay and Carl and it felt fake. And so to see Lindsay and Carl get in a fight like old school days and, you know, honestly, knowing that um, Lindsay was drinking and Carl was sober and I was sober watching this and you can kind of see like, wow, you can tell how hard it is when you're sober with someone that's drinking. Like this is going to be a challenge for their entire lives. If I was with if Lance had a problem and was sober intentionally and like needed to stop drinking because he had an addiction, 
I don't know how I could drink around him because it would always, I feel like, cause things like this. Like it's got to be, it's going to be tough. And as they get older and more into their relationship and less out of the lovebird stage and then with kids and stuff, like I, Lindsay's not going to be able to drink around him because that fight was, was tricky. Tricky. Yes. Summer house is uh, so blah this season. I'm struggling too. I do have a question about the Brandy Caroline Real Housewives of uh, Girls Trip feud. I've talked about that a couple times. I don't have any like real intel or insight on that. We'll have to see how it plays out. It's a she said versus she said. Okay, back to Summer House. So basically, Lindsay and Carl get into this huge screaming fight before bed. Poor guy. All he wanted to do was fall asleep. She wouldn't stop. I've been there before with Lance. Alcohol will always make a situation like that worse. But when you're fighting and your husband or your boyfriend doesn't want to talk about it, like Lance sometimes is just done talking about things, you know? And especially when we first started dating, like I would just like get upset about something stupid and he would talk about it with me for a minute and I wouldn't let it go. And we had those situations where he'd be in bed and be like, shut up, I'm going to bed. And I'd be like, but, but, and you know, you just keep going. Oh, it was painful to watch. So the next morning they wake up and, you know, this is all around the relationship between Danielle and Lindsay. And I will just say this, Danielle and Lindsay used to be besties. Danielle then became besties with Carl and Lindsay and they were like the Trace Amigos, right? The three of them. Now Danielle is pushed out because Carl and Lindsay are together. And I don't understand. I understand why Danielle's hurt by this, but I don't understand why Danielle is taking this on as if this is like like her, like someone stealing someone away from her. It's so ridiculous. Lindsay has a right to have a little bit of a wall up with Danielle because Danielle does nothing but talk badly about their relationship to every single person in this house and probably to multiple people before. She's not a safe person for Lindsay. She doesn't truly, she says, I support your relationship, but it's actions versus words. I don't believe she supports Lindsay's relationship at all. I think that she is jealous. I think she is unhappy in her own life. I think we're seeing, you know, what ended up being the end of her and her boyfriend's relationship. But you know what I didn't like was in the morning when Lindsay and Carl, you know, they wake up and they're around the entire house and they're just kind of being pleasant with each other. Not overly lovey, but just pleasant. And Danielle says in a confessional, what? So we're just going to pretend that that fight last night didn't matter? I'm sorry. In what world... Do people do a cup? Does a couple fight on a show like Summer House, and then the next morning go into the kitchen with ten other people and talk about the fight? If I am in a fight with my husband and we go to bed in a fight, and then we wake up and we're around our kids, we're not like talking about the fight right there. We may just be pleasant just to get through the morning, and then we can talk about it when we're alone. Like grow up, grow up. The whole thing was just boring. Boring. Not into it, you guys. Summer House, do something. Do something. Fix this for us. Okay, I already talked about Love is Blind. We talked about the Real Housewives trailer. Oh, that starts June 7th, by the way. And I need to talk to you guys because I'm going to be traveling this summer. I'm going to Israel and Greece in June for like three weeks. So what am I going to do? I can't do a daily dose. Do I bring like a, do I podcast through the streets of Jerusalem? Let's talk about that. Oh my gosh, you guys, lots of comments about my Ozempic conversation the other day with uh, Lance. I am not a doctor. 
I am not saying that I am a doctor or anything like that, but I did see an article out there. I guess it's going viral on TikTok that women that are on um, drugs like Wegovy and Manjaro and Ozempic and whatever they are, are now going bald. They're losing their hair in piles. I mean, the only thing I can think about that is because you're not eating a lot. And so I know, you know, that I had a friend who in my 20s became severely anorexic for a short amount of time. And she like struggled with anorexia and bulimia and like all this, you know, back and forth. Thank God she's not anymore and she's fine. But during that time, like she stopped getting her period and she lost hair. Because your body is not used to not getting those nutrients. And I guess if you're on something like Ozempic, from what I've heard, you're really not eating a lot. So it's just an interesting thing. Okay, I get a comment that I should take you guys on vacay. Well, I'll definitely take you guys on social media, right? I'll definitely take you on Instagram and um, on TikTok. But it's like about the podcasts. I can't do it every day. Okay, so I have a lot of comments here. One says, any quick weight loss causes hair loss. Yes, so it's probably not about the drug. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's about the, the weight loss method. I think it's just a, a symptom of weight loss. And, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we're just going to wrap it up by talking for just a couple seconds about Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. If you are alive, if you are on social media and I'm saying YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you have seen this aggressive ad strategy by Matthew McConaughey doing this art of living, okay? Now, Matthew McConaughey wrote this book, Green Lights, a few years back. And I listened to the audiobook. I'm a big memoir audiobook listener, and I enjoy them. And I listened to his um, audiobook. And look, his stories are great. But I have like a hard time with the Matthew McConaughey of it all. You know, he's so Matthew McConaughey. Like, it's the accent, it's the way he talks, and the way he says his lines. So I guess there was a lot of, uh, I get a comment, something is not right with him. There's a lot of, uh, you know, self kind of development in Greenlight's his book. And so apparently Tony Robbins, uh, famous Tony Robbins, who my husband yesterday called Anthony Robbins. I was like, who is Anthony Robbins? He's like, oh, I, I mean Tony. Tony Robbins um, and his buddy, Dean Graziosi, just do a little Reddit thread on that, uh, he, um, they, they reached out to Matthew McConaughey and said, I, uh, I want you guys, fast forward to Tony or Trent. Oh, wait, did you, Laura, you fast forwarded to Tony or Trent? Yeah. Another thing is Trent Shelton is also part of this art of living. So basically Tony Robbins reached out to Matthew McConaughey and was like, let's partner up and let's create this, this art of living. It's a virtual event with Matthew McConaughey. And I, apparently I'm pulling it up right now. It says the art of living virtual live event. By the way, they used a picture of Matthew McConaughey from 1999. It says, because it's time to stop settling and start living. It's time to become the person you are meant to be. Watch the replay of Matthew McConaughey and special guests sharing how you can create a future you can look forward to. Yes, it's time to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And to that, I say, no, (laughs) because this exactly reminds me of these 
these life coaches like the Dave Hollises that we talked about yesterday. So who are the special guests? We got Tony Robbins. He's the top dog. He Tony Robbins has huge followers. Now, I've seen a, a documentary, I Am Not Your Guru by Tony Robbins, and I really enjoyed it. But let's not like beat around the bush here. Tony Robbins has like obsessive followers that will travel around the world with him. And I know a lot of people who are considered like platinum members of Tony Robbins, meaning they spend a gazillion dollars every year to go to these retreats and to be in the likes of Tony Robbins and to wear these like, you know, badges. Isn't Tony Robbins a major grifter is the question. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to, I can't say. I just watch. I just pay attention. Look, I believe that going to a Tony Robbins event, I have a girlfriend who's in my personal life who goes to these events. And she said it was a game-changing, life-changing experience for her. Business-wise, weight-wise, this and that. But I will also tell you, all the Rachel Hollis type people, they all start at the Tony Robbins. They all go to the Tony Robbins and then they, it's like the MLM of it, right? Like, oh my gosh, they can go on stage and make all this money by telling people that you deserve more and you can be more and you are made for more. So now let me go and do that for my community. But the reason why people like Matthew McConaughey or people like Tony Robbins are so amazingly successful or Dean Graziosi or Marie Forleo, another one of the guests, or Trent Shelton, why are they so successful? Because they're taking money from us. Now, are we learning from them? If you are, great. If you're learning from these coaches, great. But just be aware that it's very hard to watch people like the Matthew McConaughey's of the world and the Tony Robbins and think like, I have, I can do this too. Like what can Matthew McConaughey say that isn't about the fact that he went into a dazed and confused audition and got lucky and got booked in his first role? I mean, we know this, right? Okay. Some comments. It was very MLM. That's multi-level marketing. I feel like Tony Robbins attendees have success just to justify spending so much. That's very possible. And I do believe he can offer you that like excitement. I've been to conferences before. You walk out of there like you're on some sort of conference crack, right? Like you walk in there like maybe a little bit confused or whatever, and it's the cold air and it's the 12-hour days and it's the screaming and the jumping. And you walk out of there and you're like, I can take over the world. And then you go home and you're like... So now what? Now what? I guess I have to go to another Tony Robbins event because I felt I felt so high there. So it's like you have amazing things that you're getting out of these things, but it's it really comes down to who you are as a person. Matthew McConaughey is not teaching you this. They may inspire you. Okay, so it was very Joel Austin. It doesn't help that he's also good looking so he can do all the roles. Yeah, I mean, Matthew McConaughey is not someone that has like had a struggle. Maybe he's had a story. He's such a, he's such a, he's such a, like a vibe. Matthew McConaughey's a vibe. He's so specific. Like he will always get roles. Uh, is Tony Robbins still a thing? Very much so, Sarah. Uh, it's cause they are milking the average folks. And by the way, a hundred percent. Um, any other comments that I'm missing? Okay. Um, I did get a comment. I just don't understand why they need Matthew. I mean, Tony Robbins should be the main event. So I was talking to my husband last night about this because my husband sees Matthew McConaughey as, as like the win for Tony Robbins. And I think Tony Robbins is the win for Matthew McConaughey because Matthew McConaughey is, um, 
he's so successful, but like the money that Tony Robbins makes, I think far surpasses actor money. Now, I think Matthew McConaughey also has businesses. I think he, you know, he does a lot of different kind of, you know, corporate stuff. I don't know. I, I think he owns a, a sports team. But the money that Tony Robbins makes, you guys, you can't mess with that kind of money. It's insanity. Um, Marie Forleo is also married to a Hollywood actor, so I'm sure that opens doors too. So that is an interesting take, although from what I know about Marie Forleo's husband is that she's fully the breadwinner. Like, I don't believe Marie Forleo's husband is a very successful actor. If anything, he's done like random roles here, but Marie Forleo is is the name in that, in that relationship. And like, I used to love Marie Forleo, I have to say. I used to watch her YouTube videos, so I guess it depends... It depends where you are in your life and your journey. I do believe people like Rachel Hollis, Tony Robbins, Marie Forleo, I do believe they helped me in some, Mel Robbins, like they helped me in some capacity get to where I am now. But I also was smart enough to know that like I I am not, I don't need them. Like great that they kind of put this idea in my head, but I don't need them. I can keep doing this on my own right? Does that make sense? Um, Trent Shelton is the other special guest who happens to be one of, he was besties with Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. He was a very, very close person to them. He was on their podcast multiple times. They traveled together multiple times. He had his own podcast that was under Rachel's podcast company. It's all very incestuous, all these coaching. So it's an interesting thing to just keep an eye out. I watched a couple clips on TikTok of the art of living. And when I tell you, you feel like you're in crazyville. Okay. All I want you to know right now is if you go to TikTok and search Matthew McConaughey art of living, tell me what you think. It's shocking. He should win an Oscar. So who is this for? Is it for Tony Robbins? Is it for Matthew McConaughey? I think it's for all of them. I think every single one of these people are going to come away with this with more money. And that's it. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for joining today's long ass episode of Daily Dose of Donna. I appreciate the subscribes. Remember, another shout out to F22StudiosLA.com for sponsoring the show. If you want to sponsor Daily Dose of Donna, I have all my contacts here and below reach out, let me know. I've got some slots opening up and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your Tuesday and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.